season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shrigland and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and mine baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mine Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we continue our NPI breakdown presented by Bayou City Baseball Company as we as we spotlight the Arkansas Sticks 16U Slayton team with shortstop Landon Schaefer, pitcher Mark Brissy, and second baseman Walt Jones. Pumped to have all three of you guys here on the show. Welcome back, Landon and Mark. How are you guys doing today? We're great. How are you, Jace? I'm doing good, guys. So, you know, like I said, pumped to have this NPI breakdown going on. Have you guys got some Indiana Bulls teams, some Canes teams going on. So pretty pumped, you know, get rolling and, you know, be doing this continuously throughout the summer. So, you know, pretty pumped for this. But I'm going to go ahead and just ask the same question I do to start off every JKR podcast. I'm sure you guys are used to it. But for those who don't know you, how would you guys introduce yourself? Who is Landon Schaefer? Who is Mark Brissy? Who is Walt Jones? You know, kind of dig into it. How would you guys answer that question? Um, if I were to describe myself as a player, I would say I'm very versatile and uh, very dynamic. Um, I'm a kind of a lanky guy, but I can do a lot and to help the team. Uh, I feel like I have a very smart IQ and uh, just feel like I can help a lot throughout the field and especially at the plate and even on the mound if I need to. I just think um, I'm a pitcher, and I try to work harder than anybody else, and sometimes that shows when I throw pretty hard, and I've wipe out stuff with a good curveball and a decent changeup, so that's kind of what I am. Uh, me personally, I'm one of the guys that likes to go get it, and uh, I'll lay out for balls. You know, I'm every time I step on the field, I try to be the best I can be. You know, in the box, I feel like uh, I'm always ready to go. I'm ready to look for a fastball. Okay, so let's go ahead and stick with that same order here for the first couple questions. Just, you know, pretty, you know, pretty wide range question here. Take us through MPI, what that experience was like. You know, I always talk to all these different players and they love playing at Lake Point, whether that's the NPI, Futures game, whatever. Just take us through what the atmosphere and just what that experience was like through your guys' eyes at MPI this past weekend. Uh, the first game at MPI was, uh, was uh, definitely uh, 
a little different than we thought. Uh, we saw two very legit arms. We got uh, lefty Evan Hankins going to Tennessee. He was mid-80s and uh, had some really good at-bats against him. And then they threw this uh, – they had no idea who the kid was, and he was pumping 90, and it was pretty easy. So that was really eye-opening uh, to me, especially especially with this new group that, like, even at this younger age – well, the age that I'm supposed to be playing in, like, there are still some dudes. And it just goes to show you how, like – seeing velocity and seeing high quality arms just just makes you a better player overall and i really got to enjoy playing with all the younger guys i mean me and walt were up the middle and it was just it was the most fun i've had in a long time playing baseball yeah i mean it was really fun going back to my old age group i mean i've i've played with all of them last summer so me and them are really good buddies and obviously it was good to see all of them again and um talk about high school ball and all that um I actually got to hit this weekend which was cool really don't do that much in the summer times but I went like five for six so that was good and then uh I didn't really oh I played I guess I played first base one game so but yeah most most importantly just good to see all the guys again get to know them get to talk about high school season how their life's going and stuff uh, I had a lot of fun, you know, playing on these really nice fields and uh, facing these really good arms. I feel like uh, we saw the best we uh, saw all year so far, which we've only had two tournaments, but uh, it was really fun. And uh, I met some new guys. Like, this was my first time meeting uh, Landon, a really cool dude. Uh, and I liked uh, meeting back up with all my guys from last year, and I had a really great time. It was fun. Okay, so one question here for Landon and Walt. Mark, we'll skip out in here for one quick question. For you guys, you know, being those up-the-middle partners, that second baseman and the shortstop, you know, you guys meeting each other for the first time, how would you guys kind of build that relationship Um, just in terms of, you know, knowing, you know, how you guys – your guys' play style, whatever. How would you guys kind of build that relationship, you know, playing for the first time with each other? Honestly, me and Walt built our relationship in the warm-up lines, uh, taking ground balls from uh, Shane Halter. Um, I just really got to know Walt just by looking at his actions, especially in pregame. I knew Walt was just his skill sets off the charts, and he works his butt off for it, and it really shows. So, and Walt's just the scrappy guy who's always going to be better than everybody else in my eyes. So that's how I got to know Walt. Uh, me personally, you know, like Landon said, uh, we kind of started, uh, you know, getting to know each other through the ground balls that Shane was hitting us, and uh, you know, I. I took notes on how Landon did and how Landon played the game and he just plays it the right way. And I love the way he plays. So, you know, building that relationship, playing up the middle, it was, it was good. And it just kind of clicked. Okay. So let's go back to that order for all three of you guys. Obviously they're at the NPI. I mean, I was scrolling Twitter all this weekend, kept seeing shooter hunt, all these different PBR people posting all these videos of all these different teams. There's a lot of other, you know, high end, um, you know, people in the baseball industry, whether that's advisors, scouts, whatever, for you guys, when the, the that many people around in that area for the MPI, how do you guys kind of block that out and kind of still just focus on playing the game of baseball, winning games and whatever, you know, just how do you guys kind of block that out and still just focus on the game of baseball? Uh, sometimes we don't even realize that they're there. Sometimes uh, we're just so locked into the game and uh, with the team. But uh, when we do know they're there, we're always we're just keep it the same. Uh this group of guys is super tight and we, we just like being around each other. And if we know we play the game our way, like nothing, nothing of that matter. It'll just be out there for those guys like shooter and all the other PBR guys to see. So that's the way we see it. Yeah. I mean, going back to what Lance said, like I 
I mean, I try to play for the guy next to me more so than the guy in the stands, you know. I mean, just whatever it takes, the, whatever I can do to help my team win is more important than that tweet or whatever, to, in my opinion. So, I mean, I, I just try to block it out as much as possible, like Lance said. Like, most of the time I don't even realize it. Yeah, really at the end of the day, man, it's just the same game we played when we stepped up on the field when we were like eight, ten years old. I mean – so, I mean, it's just uh, another guy watching us, and uh, we go out there and play our hardest no matter what uh, circumstances or whoever's watching in the stands or whoever's going to tweet. I mean, we still got each other's backs, and we're going to play for each other. Okay, so let's go ahead. Next off, let's go ahead and flip this order around. Let's go from Walt, Mark, to Landon. Let's dig in game by game. So, Mark, you know, with you being a pitcher, did you pitch at all, or were you saving yourself for that junior national showcase? Yeah, I, I didn't pitch. I just okay. – I, I hit the – Second and third game, and I, did, I didn't pitch it all this week. It, it, okay. it, I, I just I just want to double-check before we got rolling into it. But, you know, game one, I guess, landing for Walt, for you guys. Take us through your guys' A-Bs, what that was like. I know you said Evan Hankins was on the mound for that team elite squad. Uh, just kind of take us through those A-Bs, what that approach was like. You know, just take us through that. Uh, my first A-B, I was really aggressive. And uh, I knew his ball as a lefty was going to tail arm side. So I tried to hop up on the box and try to take him opposite field. And that was really my approach for my first A-B. And then uh, my second A-B, I actually saw the second guy, and uh, I actually got down 0-2, so I battled up. He threw me a curveball, and I hit it uh, right side for a single, and that was my first two A-Bs. Uh, like Walt said, uh, heaven, Heaven's fastball has a lot of tail on it. Uh, he had a pretty good changeup that he threw often and for strikes, so knowing that uh, I should probably hit the fastball uh, just put me in a better situation. Uh, first at bat, I uh, hit a line drive right at the shortstop. It was a good barrel. Um, and then the second at bat, he, uh, I jumped on the first pitch and uh, fouled it off. It was good at bat, battled off a little bit, and then got a 0-2, no, uh, 1-2 changeup and smote it in the right side. And then uh, last at bat was with the variety who was throwing mid-80s, the upper nine, uh, low 90s, and uh, got into a 1-1 county uh slider one and I fouled off a fastball and then he gave me an elevated fastball and I just uh hit it straight to dead right and it was good at bat. Uh probably not the result that I really wanted, but I still felt confident to play with the with the barrels that I had in that game. Okay. So Mark, you can chip in up for this next question as well for game one. You guys had to face this team again, you know, seeing those two good arms, seeing everyone, you know, go through that lineup. What would be that scouting report and what would be that approach going into, you know, a next game against this team elite squad? Oh, so uh, for the first game, the team elite, if I had to play them again, if I had the same pitcher, uh, I would tell everyone to stay aggressive because he threw a lot of strikes and stay aggressive and get up in the box because his ball tailed and try to take him right center and not try to do too much and just try to get, get contact and hit a base hit. Yeah, I mean – Kind of same thing, like just jump on them early, see the fastball early, look for it. I mean, smash it right when you see it. I mean, nothing else you really can do with a guy that's that good. I mean, kind of just look for fastball early and do what you can. Uh, like these two guys said, just being prepared to just jump on the fastball early. Uh, the more runners that we have on, the more good swings that we have on early in the game, it's just, just going to put ourselves in a better spot for the later games and later in that game that we played, so. 
Okay, so let's go ahead. Game two, Midland Redskins. I know you guys won 15 to eight, so you guys put a pretty good beating on them. Just go through, same question there. You know, take us through those ABs. Mark, you're getting your first ABs of travel baseball there for a while, what that was like for you as well. Um, Just take us through those ABs and kind of what that approach was like against that Midland Redskins team. All right, so um, my first AB, I hit a line drive uh, right side of the field. I think I was uh, 1-1, a call strike outside, and then so I got up in the box, and I knew he was going to throw it again, so I hit it right side for a single. Uh, I had four ABs this game. Uh, Second AB, hit a double to the left side, and then third AB, I hit a ground ball to the left Left side, third baseman. That was one. That was my first out, and then my my last AB. I got down 0-2, so I choked up a spread out and hit a line drive up the middle for a single, two RBI. Um, I will say that game was a crazy comeback. Like we were down all game. We gave up six in the first, and then we kind of clawed our way back. I got. I think it was, like, one in the second, one in the third, two in the fourth, and then, like, in the sixth inning or something, we laid, like, 11 on them. Ended up – like, that's when all of our runs came. But my first A-B, I was like – I mean, I'm a pitcher. It's my first A-B since last summer, like, in travel ball. Like, I got nothing to lose. Like, if I get out, I get out. And uh, I saw, like, a fastball middle way and hit it the opposite, like, over the right fielder's head for triple, actually, shut off the wheels a little bit. And then, uh, which actually scored Walt. And then second A-B, I lined out the center field. I actually hit that ball really hard, but it kind of just went right at the center fielder. And then third A-B, I got down the count, one, two, I think. And like Walt said, kind of just choked up, widened my stance a little bit and hit a ground ball in the six hole for a single. Uh, Like Walt, I had four A-Bs in that game. And uh, knew that this guy was going to throw a lot of strikes early and a lot of fastballs in the early count. And so my first A-B uh, lined out to left field, kind of left center gap. Dude made a heck of a play. Uh, and then my second at-bat got into a 2-1 count, saw a lefty curveball, and uh, put the barrel right on it, line drive through the six hole. And uh, third at-bat uh, faced a righty. He was uh, about mid-80s. And uh, he was kind of dealing with some uh, command issues, so – I saw the first fastball in a 2-0 count that was the in my wheelhouse, and I smoked it right at the guy at third. Uh, at the end of the inning, I was kind of bummed out about that because we were uh, clawing our way back, like Mark said. And then in the sixth inning, when I got my fourth at bat, um, we had the bases juiced, uh, and that's when we were starting to put up on our runs. And uh, another guy with command issues got down to 2-2, and he threw me this nasty 12-6 and uh, just – do what I could with it, punch it right through the middle and score two. And I mean, those are some of my most memorable and high quality ABs still in the first two weeks of summer ball that I still remember and still look upon and evaluate myself on. Yeah. So same question here as that team elite game, you know, if you guys had to face this team again, you know, let's say a couple of weeks into the summer, maybe even next year when they're going to be a 17 U team, what would be that scouting report? What would be that approach there at the plate? Maybe facing those two same guys, um, on the mound, you know, what would be that? Re- what would be that scouting report? What would be what would be that approach? Um, for us, I think we should. Uh, we would bet definitely come out throwing more strikes and uh, not too many balls right over the middle of the plate that they could hit because that team could. I mean, they hit. They hit our first guy, got him out really quick. So I think if 
uh, pitching wise, we would get the guys and you know spot up our fastballs and good off speeds because them guys could hit. And A B wise, I think uh, just jump on them early like we did towards the fourth through the seventh inning and just uh, get going and get our energy up. Yeah, I mean, throughout the entire game, I remember thinking like, I, I mean, we're putting together some good abs. Um, I mean, obviously in the early innings, we weren't really getting the result we wanted, but I mean, we like it felt like every single time I looked up, we had base runners on, and they just somehow like got out of it every single inning. And but I mean, if if we had to redo it, um, like I said about Team Elite, just got him early, like look for fastball. He was um. Starting most at bats, I know both my at bats that game were first pitch fastball. So just look for that early and smash it when you can. Uh, to back on what Walt said, definitely uh, just executing pitches better. Uh, I felt like we, uh, our first guy, and especially when I pitched in that game, uh, left a ton of like uh, I was ahead of count, just pitches over the plate, and they just did what they could with them, just found their way on base. And uh, from the approach side as a team, uh, I felt like we really did a good job of getting deep in the counts and taking what we could, uh, especially with the scenarios um, and from the fourth to the seventh inning with runners on base, drawing walks, having just those clutch base hits to score runs and just passing the baton along. Yeah. So with that tie there for day one, that win there, day two, uh, you know, heading into day three, you guys are playing that St. Louis Prospects team. How much emphasis is going into, you know, maybe, you know, looking up, looking at box score, seeing, you know, who's doing what to see if you guys can actually make it out of pool play, make it to that bracket play. You know, how, you know, how often are you guys looking at that, those box scores to kind of see, okay, you know, we might have a chance here to, you know, make it to bracket play. Um, I was really confident in, uh, because we had our probably – the best guy, our best guy on the mound that game, and uh, he came out throwing a lot of balls, actually. But he got out of the innings, and he did pretty good through, like, four, I think. And then we brought in our two guy. And uh, I was really confident in, you know, our pitching. And uh, I feel like we were going to string a couple hits together, you know, put some runs on the board. And I was really confident in our team because we, we had uh, just came back from that win against Midland, and I feel like we had the energy levels up and we was ready to go. Yeah, kind of like Walt said, like, I think the whole team where I was good um, was actually really good after the win against Midland. And, I'm, I mean, we were all like, I mean, we have Moody on the mound. We've been hitting it well. Like, like bring it, bring anybody on. And they kind of snuck up on us. Moody uh, had some control issues early but ended up finding it. And there in, like, the third, we looked up and he was at, like, 75 pitches. And we were like, oh, crap, kind of thing. But, um but, yeah, I mean, I thought team Morales was good. And back to what you said about box scores, like, the only thing I remember about that was Coach Slayton being like, hey, man, like, winter tie we're in, winter tie, like, all we got to do is not lose. So, I mean, box scores, I don't really pay attention to that. But Coach Slayton, I just remember him saying winter tie. Uh, like Mark said, just the team vibes were just there that game. Uh, from the moment we walked into the park uh, – I saw Mark walk in and he was already fired up. And then just the whole team in the batting cage, we were all just like locked in, but like still having a good time. Like we were just guys being dudes. And then we had our, we had our guy on the mound and he was struggling a little bit, but then he kind of settled in. And uh, yeah, I mean, just, it was just the nature of the game. Like we all felt good and just the game just didn't go our way. 
So again, for this final game against that Under Armour St. Louis Prospects team, final day, you guys have your guy on the mound. Take us through your guys' ABs. You know, I know it was a pitching game there with you know a two to one score, but what were those ABs looking like? And you know, what was that approach up against that pitcher? Um, for me, uh, first AB, I jumped on the first pitch and uh, he threw me an outside fastball and I capped it to the second baseman for a ground ball out. And then, so I kind of changed my approach uh, to kind of get up in the box and because uh, it was the same guy, same lefty with the run. So I kind of got up and uh, I told myself, I said, let's not roll over this time. So I ended up hitting a hard hit ball. I think I got down 2-2 and I hit a hard hit ball in the six hole for a single. And that was my actually only two ABs. It was really a pitching game, that game. Yeah, my first AB, I got down uh, fairly bad. I, I think it was 1-2 or 2-2 two, two maybe. Um, like Walt said, it was a lefty that was probably 82-84. Um, good off-speed, a lot of arm side run. Guy was pretty difficult to hit. Um, but he threw me, like I said, I was down 1-2, I think, and he threw me outside fastball, and I kind of – Bent over the, at the waist a little bit and knocked it through the up the middle for my first AB. And then my second AB, I got up to one. And um, he threw me – I was like, all right, fastball middle in, it's coming. And he threw me fastball middle in, and I hit it through the six-hole, like 90-mile-an-hour XBO or whatever. So that one's pretty good, I thought. Uh, my first AB, uh, seeing the guy uh, – throw to the uh, one and two hole. Uh, he had a really funky motion and I saw his fastball had a lot of tail on it and uh, knew he was leaving it over the plate a little bit. So I jumped on the first pitch and lined it out to left. I hit it kind of towards the end, but I, I knew I was on this guy. And uh, second at bat, I uh, jumped on the first pitch again. Uh, he left a change up middle of the plate, smoked it 98 against the wall and uh, made it to second. And then uh, had a base running error from by me uh, that would have tied the game. But, uh, and then coming up in the third, had a running runner in scoring position. Uh, it was down – it was even with the 1-1 count. And uh, he threw me a high changeup and it kind of just hung around and uh, kind of surprised me a little bit and uh, just missed it up, uh, popped it out the third. And I uh, was kind of frustrated with myself because uh, in that I bet I told myself that I wanted to hunt a fastball that I could really do some damage with to either tie or win the game. And so, yeah, those were my three at-bats. Okay, so I got just a couple more questions here for you guys. Let's flip this order around one more time. Let's go from Mark to Walt to Landon. You know, just for you guys going through those th going through those three games, who do you guys think were maybe some of those key performers here for that Arkansas Sticks team this weekend? Um, in the Redskins game, I just remember um, Flanagan getting out early, and I was playing first base. And I think Landon, wasn't it you that came in at right after Flanagan? Yeah, I remember Landon coming in like early, like right after Flanagan, and we were down what six zero, and I was just like, um, "We're about to have to like he's gonna have to shove right here," and he really did. I, I that was a really key performance for that game. Um, that was good, and then after him, Jarrett Halter threw, and I swear every single time Jarrett Halter throws, it's like a freaking no hitter. He's so good. Um. But, yeah, those two guys in that game were really, really, really key to hold them to, I think, only one run after those two. So, yeah, those two guys are my two key guys for the tournament. Oh, my my key guys definitely has to be Landon. 
no doubt for one of them. He can he kept the energy up and uh like uh Mark said, he he got the tone going after Flanagan had a, a bad outing. You know, he kind of set the tone and kind of got it going. And another guy for me would probably have to be uh Drew Gartman. Uh he he uh made some really good plays in the field and uh he had a couple base hits that uh kind of set the tone for the game because he was a leadoff, you know. He set the tone and set the game going and he really got it, got their energy levels up and you know he gave us a really good chance. So those are my two guys. Uh I actually kind of got three guys. Uh definitely putting Walt and Jared up there. Uh just being two of our just most competitive guys that play. They were always crafting to find ways on base and just always making plays in the field. You know, Jarrett playing center field and he usually plays infield. He just made great reads and had really good ABs and uh, shoved on the mound like usual. And then Walt, same thing, just playing soundless defense, like just perfect. Like Walt's always there. He's always ready to make a throw. He's already – he's ready for any pitch in the box and he's just always making good contact and hard, hard contact with the ball. And then I guess you can throw Mark in there for being a PO. I mean, he did have a pretty good week. Like, was the triple legit, maybe, but just Mark just kept the energy up in the dugout. I mean, Mark is just this friendly guy who's always just gonna want the best for the team and the best for the guy right next to him. So I felt like Mark was the biggest key point in the in the dugout energy this week. Okay. All right. Love to hear it as one of those guys who's up playing with the White Sox scout team to come and play and, you know, be, be that energy in the dugout. But um, you guys kind of went through your guys' ABs earlier, but if you guys had to choose, you know, who that maybe that toughest pitcher, that toughest AB was this weekend there at Lake Point, who was that guy? I know you guys mentioned Evan Hankins at D1 commit, but, you know, who was that toughest pitcher and that toughest AB you guys had this past weekend? Um, my, okay, let's see. The toughest AB I had was probably the really funky lefty for the prospects, the very first pitcher. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say like he had outstanding stuff, but his motion and the way he moved on the mound was just different from what anything I've ever seen. So that's probably the toughest pitcher that we've, in my opinion, that we faced, um, this weekend. Uh, for me, it definitely had to be the first lefty we faced uh, against Team Elite, uh, you know, and the umpire was definitely not helping, but he was spotting it up, and uh, his fastball was running a lot outside. Uh, I came back to the dugout, or Grant, my boy Grant Carnes came back to the dugout, and he was like, man, that's just so far outside. I, I don't know if I could if I could get my hands out there, you know, and uh, it was it was really tough for me to uh really you know hit hit that guy I don't know why I faced him last year and I hit him pretty good and then this year it was kind of like a little dull moment but yeah it was probably the toughest guy I faced uh definitely the toughest guy we faced for me uh was one of the righties during the Midland game uh being at that high school the dirt in the field wasn't the greatest and so it kind of felt like he was super close to me and he was throwing pretty hard I get it I think he touched like 91 92 maybe and with a dirty curveball. So uh, just like just the atmosphere and the landscape of the field and the game, uh, he just it was just tough to read what read what pitch was coming. But uh, yeah. 
Okay, so with us just like you know, a couple weeks into summer baseball for the summer of 2023, kind of looking into this past spring, how would you guys kind of compare high school baseball to where you guys are at throughout your guys' spring schedule compared to playing travel baseball with the Arkansas Sticks? You know, what's that mindset difference? And you know, how is that making that transition from you know maybe that last playoff game to that first travel baseball game? You know, what's that adjustment? What's that mindset difference going from spring to summer? Yeah, um, in high school ball, like, my team was – no one thought my team was going to be good. So, like, it was so important to all of us that um, that we had a successful season. So, like, our morales were so high. Our, I mean, our pride was just so – was so good for the game of baseball and to, like, represent our school. Um, so, our mindset was really, really good. And I think it flowed right into summer for me because, I mean, the sticks is just so, like – so prideful like everybody cares everybody wants to win everybody wants to do this and that and um I think high school ball this year really helped me because like kind of a point of like we want to prove people wrong so in in saying that we're good or bad or opinions or whatever so I think I think high school helped me for showcase ball a lot this year um for me high school ball was amazing you know uh last year we went to the state championship, didn't didn't go our way, and this year we did the exact same thing. But we were the underdog all year. Uh, Lone Oak has a bunch of great uh, great players. Like they were just like a dream team this year, kind of. They had like three Arkansas commits, and they were really good. And so we were kind of the underdog. Nobody expected us to make it back, and uh, uh, that underdog feeling, you know, it carried on to uh, summer ball and. Uh, you know, I kind of kept my energy up and I knew, you know, I knew most of these guys on our team and, you know, we had great, um, like Mark said, great morales. And I feel like we all had a connection, kept our energy up. So throughout summer ball, I feel like we were just clicked. We just clicked really fast. Yeah. High school ball definitely prepared me for, uh, especially this summer. Uh, last high school season was not good by any means. Uh, we did not make it to state. Uh, we had a, awful year just team wasn't there wasn't connected uh but just the team this year was just so connected and we were the underdogs we graduated 16 seniors the year before and we were graduating 19 this year so i mean this this group of seniors just cared a lot and then just spread throughout the team and uh, we were the underdogs for most of the games and we won a lot of games that we probably shouldn't have won or people thought we wouldn't have won uh especially that first round of the playoffs i mean yeah, I threw a no-hitter, but you don't see the at-bats by our left fielder, our senior, who's not going to play, and he was three for four that game. And you see our sophomore catcher who catches the whole game and calls his calls the own game. And then you see all the guys on the bench who are just hyping the whole team up and just are still excited at 2 a.m. at Waffle House when the game's over. And so just having that feeling of being an underdog and knowing that you have to perform is uh, – it's just a feeling that like I just adapted over the high school season and it's it's transitioning really easy into the summer ball circuit. Okay. So looking beyond the rest of the summer, looking beyond NPI, Mark, Landon, I know you guys are going to carry North Carolina for this week for that carry tournament. Walt said you're going to California here for this upcoming weekend. You know, take us through the game plan for, you know, this next weekend, but also those expectations for the rest of this summer. Kind of just take us through this weekend and then beyond that as well. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to, like, I think the first or second question. I mean, I just want to do 
all I can to make my team win. If that's to, I mean, shove, I mean, pitch really good or take a pinch hit at bat, and I mean, whatever it takes, whatever coach tells me to do, like I'm up for. And it, I mean, like I said, I mean, whatever I can do to help my team win. And the summer ball, like like this carry thing, it's so cool because, I mean, it's what top twelve, top sixteen teams in the entire nation are here, and I think. I, th I think we stand up pretty good with them, and we're going to see who the best is this weekend. So it's I'm excited. Yeah, uh, expectations are high for California this next this upcoming week. Uh, we have actually uh, two players out. My boy Jared, uh, he's actually a little hurt right now. I think he's uh, taking a week off just to get everything right, get everything going, get his soreness out. So uh, he's a big stick and big player, but. I feel like we still have a very good chance of uh, going really far in this tournament and actually winning the whole thing. You know, our group, man, we're just so talented. And I think uh, we're all ready to play and ready to go. Yeah, for sure. I was so excited coming this, uh, this summer circuit, knowing that uh, we, I was on a really good team with a lot of great dudes uh, throughout the order and uh, throughout the pitching staff. And, uh, you know, these expectations of being high, having high quality games have definitely exceeded. And, um, I'm just super excited to showcase what I have been working on for the entire fall and the entire winter and early spring. And uh know I'm going to get that opportunity this weekend. Um, I know me and Mark are definitely going to showcase that. Uh, this is our favorite tournament of the year uh, just because it's just hot, so, so high-quality baseball. Like, you're facing the best arms. You're facing the best bats, the best coaches, the best game plans, and, and at the most beautiful baseball fields in, like, America. And just playing – or at USA, it's just a different feeling. Like it just, it's like this big spotlight on you, and it just—it's a feeling that you can't describe. Like it's just amazing. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be—I'll be heading down to Cary for the 16U event. Uh, yeah, 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 2025 16U event next week. So I'm pr I'm pretty pumped for that to go see all those different teams playing. Uh, but when it comes to the MPI breakdown, that's kind of the end of it. That's the final question, Mark and Landon. I do have two final questions for you just before we end it off. Um, so first question, now you guys played for the White Sox scout team, that 17U team, I believe it was two weekends ago, going from, you know, playing for Coach Slayton here this past weekend. What's some of those differences you see going from the 16U to that 17U level? And then also, I know you guys were a part of PG Junior National there at East Cobb this past weekend as well. Kind of take us through that experience, you know, maybe some surprises, maybe some things that, you know, kind of hit you. Um, just what what do you think of your performance there at the PG Junior National? Just kind of dig into those couple things for us real quick to end it off. Yeah, I mean, um, first off, Junior National, that's my favorite event all year, every single year. Um, like as soon as it's over, like I, I can't wait till next year's PG National. Like it's so fun. Every single dude is there, like freaking number one rank to number however many ranks, like every single baseball player that you know in the 2025 class is there like um and, and and the numbers part is really cool to me um like you got people running six three sixties and throwing 100 from the outfield and hitting balls 105 off a tee like it's just crazy to watch um i thought the so i pitched game one and they did like this little video of me and i thought that was kind of cool at pg national it's on my instagram uh landon you can answer the other question um definitely going from just playing 17u um you're seeing like just just grown men on the mound um 
just throughout the whole tournament, uh, even in pool play, like you're you're seeing guys throwing ninety plus, and you're seeing guys who are like going to like moving into campus uh, next week, like the uh, like the second team we played in the semifinals. Um, he was moving into Tennessee the next week, and he was ninety ninety two as a lefty. And um, you're just playing with grown men, and it's just so different because as me and Mark are just, like just barely sixteen and like still young and still in high school and these guys have been have like three years under their belt in high school and legit summer ball like it just grows you up really fast like like oh i gotta i gotta nut up as gage wood would say and uh just perform and uh especially pg national was awesome uh that was my first showcase in i think four years i haven't been in a long time uh just because of the conflict with football but uh since that's over with uh PG National was super cool. The just a lot of like a lot of the guys who are there, like you just play against in summer ball, and you really get to know them, and you start building relationships relationships there. And um, and there is a lot of cameras there. Uh, I will say it's very uh, it's very revealing of who you are as a person, and uh, it revealed that I'm a very shy person in front of a camera. And so yeah, just like Mark said, just knowing your numbers and seeing your growth throughout the years is super nice. And uh, just helps boost your self-esteem as a player because the sport is so hard and it's so revealing as a player. Like just seeing that growth just boosts that confidence, confidence, and just adds on to it. Yeah. So one one final question. I know I said that was the final one, but when you guys are at events like that and your guys are you know at showcases with guys from across the country, are you guys able to build relationships with guys? Let's say I know Ethan Holiday was there, the number one player in your guys's class. Some other guys as well. Are you guys able to build pretty good relationships with guys across the country at events like that? Yeah, I mean, a couple of my really good baseball friends, like I've met at a showcase, like Ethan Murray, he's playing on my team, or the White Sox this year. And, I mean, I met him at the 13U National. Craziest, I mean, crazy story ever. Like, me and Landon are really, really good buddies right now. And um, I'm pretty sure, like, the first time we ever talked was at a freaking national showcase. So, I mean, all my fr- all my, a bunch of my buddies – through the baseball circuit are from PG showcases and it just shows you how many great people and great players are in the baseball world. Yeah. Like Mark said, like you're just with a bunch of guys and especially going through all the workouts, uh, like BP and field out sixties, like you really get to see like what kind of athlete these people are. And, um, I got humiliated by one of our teammates during the 60. I mean, I, I felt like I had a pretty good time, uh, but he uh, he dusted me with a, like a 6'5 or something like that. And I was like, dang, did he like smoke me? He goes, yeah. I was like, where are you from? And like just simple icebreakers like that go a long way. And uh, I'm always the type of guy to try and get to know somebody because I'm going to be with you guys for a couple hours as long as these showcase go- games go on. And um, I don't know, it's super neat. Like Mark said, like we first met at the 13U National Showcase. It was like, I don't know. It, it's just super cool. It's super neat just to be with the best players and be around the best people. And it's honestly memorable for the rest of the life. Yeah, I'm sure. But no, guys, you know, that's the final question here on that um, on the MPI breakdown. Really appreciate you guys coming on the show as you guys continue on through this summer. Best of luck. You know, I'm always rooting for Coach Brewster and the, Coach Slayton and the Arkansas Sticks. Always wanting to see you guys do good and win some championships, win some rings. Uh, but no, best of luck the rest of this summer. Best of luck. Obviously, the rest of your careers, I'm sure this won't be the last time I'm seeing you guys. But, um, no, like I said, just thanks for coming on the show. I do really appreciate it.
Thank you, Jace. Yes, Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.